I think it's because we all want to run our fingers through Adam Driver's oh, hair. Oh, it's so glorious. It's true. Yeah, we're, we're the really hair saying. is really amazing. <laughs> oh Welcome to Shipwrecks, a podcast where we recommend and review erotic fanfiction. I'm Audrey, and with me here today are my friends Abby, Kylie, and Mira. In this series of episodes, we're exploring the Star Wars fandom. Today, we are reading Abby's first Star Wars pick, Forms, a Raylo fic by Trebia. And as usual, we have a themey little cocktail to go with it. So Abby, could you tell us what we're drinking tonight? Well, tonight we're drinking, <laughs> I'm laughing already, a cocktail based off of a quote that really, let's just say, jumped out at me, <laughs> which I will share now. The lips of her labia are the same shade of red as her mouth, overworked and swollen. And I admit that set the tone for me, so I looked for something that might be vaguely color appropriate (laughs) and landed on the pink squirrel cocktail, which is kind of old school. It's the grasshopper's lesser known little sister. It didn't really get the same resurgence in like hipness that the grasshopper kind of did a few years back, but it really should. And uh, it's uh, creme de cacao, creme de noyo, which I butcher every time and heavy cream, ice cream, or half-naff, whatever dairy you really want to put in there. It's amazing. Garnished with a couple like luxury maraschino cherries. And I put just a little bit of Fairnet in it because I think it needed a little bit more complexity added to it. Highly recommend that step. It is delicious. Yet again, you have me pondering what ladies taste like, Abby, but it's very good. (laughs) (laughs) If they taste like creme de noyau, like I'm pretty sure... (laughs) Moths to the flame, everyone. (laughs) Um, So, Abby, you picked the story for us. Could you lay out the basic scenario and how it fits into the larger Star Wars canon? All right. For this one, it actually was probably written right after The Force Awakens came out. Essentially, we open our story with Rey hanging out with Luke, you know, doing all of her training and whatnot to be like, you know, a space Jesus or whatever. And then she's having a bunch of weird uh feelings not like (laughs) in the pants but like feelings about kylo and like especially when she's meditating he's like really getting in the way of her like getting in the zone and so she asks luke about it a little bit like why are we so connected and he gives her some bullshit dad answer about (laughs) like oh well he just blasted too much of that on you know force juice on you it'll wear off honey don't you worry (laughs) um and then they kind of get into a fight And then she storms off and she's like, fuck it, I'm going back to the rebel base. And so she ends up back at the rebel base and she essentially gets called in to be space Uber or Lyft. And she drops (laughs) some people off, Chewie included. And her assignment while all this is going on is to float around space in the area and pick up on transmissions from smugglers, other rebels, whatnot, to kind of see what's going on with the big bad so during all this, she picks up uh, a kind of distress signal, and it turns out this person also speaks to like super secrets, smuggler language, because she knows a little bit of it from being on Jakku and whatnot. And then they get close, and she realizes, bum, 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 it's Kylo. And he actually is having <laughs> mechanical problems. So she has like a little bit of like an internal struggle, like, do I let him asphyxiate, you know, or run out of air in there all alone? Or do I save him because I'm the goody two shoes I am? Spoiler alert, she saves him because how else are they going to bump She waits ugly's? a long time though. So <laughs> he, she does. She, she does. Yeah, so there's an electrical storm. So she it's can't go decision. anywhere. She can't go anywhere there because of the electrical storm. But she has like unlimited life support and she's eating 
hungry man frozen dinners this whole time, so she's fine. (laughs) But then he limps up to her in this ship, which is the one that you see in The Force Awakens with the two batwing monster scary thing. And she says, how much life support do you have left? And he says, probably about two days worth. She saves him on day three when he's noticeably like slurring his words and stuff. I'd be like getting all hypoxic. And oh stuff. my god, I would have been on it. I would have been opening those doors. I mean, he has murdered his own father at this point, so does it make should... him not hot? <laughs> Everyone was lusting after Ted Bundy after the Netflix Everyone came has out. Skeletons in their closet. I, I think uh, this is interesting though because I think Abby gave Luke the proper respect, which is not a lot. Like Luke, I I love Luke, but. <laughs> In the sequels, I don't know, if you watch the original trilogy, Jedi are, are extremely rare and wise and all of this. And then the prequels came along and you realize, like, they're just not realized, but maybe are forced to acknowledge that they're a bunch of idiots. Yeah, like, they suck. And so it's described that Kylo, in this story, not in the actual sequel stories eventually, wants to kill Snoke. He thinks that by becoming a Sith, that that's the best way to kill Snoke. And so he, the entire time, has been not entirely evil. He's trying to become evil so he can defeat Snoke, which is what happened with Darth Vader. So he's way less evil in this than he is um, in the actual sequels, I think. I agree. So I can forgive him killing his dad. Yeah, but, like, she doesn't know that at that point. She does. No, she's the one who says to Luke in words, and that's why she gets mad at Luke and leaves, is because she thinks he's using Kylo to kill Snoke. And if... Kylo fails, then Rey is the backup. So she's like, no, fuck this, Luke. I'm out of here. So I've got my timeline screwy. Okay, fine. Then we can screw him immediately. Yes, I said (laughs) Just scoot that timetable right back up. (laughs) I just want a quick fuck and then some little fluff after. (laughs) Like, let's get to it. Um, So Mm -hmm. this did come out right after The Force Awakens, and we've kind of already started talking about this, but how do you guys feel about how this story unfolded versus what we find out happens in Rise of Skywalker and the other one? Uh... (laughs) The others. (laughs) That stuff. I think it's better. (laughs) I mean, it's it's more focused. Like, the, the sequels were clearly written without a plan by entirely separate people who didn't really respect each other, so... No one yeah. fan fiction author could create something as disjointed as what we actually yeah. got. This definitely has more of a focus. Um, I feel like the writers in the end ended up like skimming through fan fictions to find like a better ending. Because this is pretty similar in a lot of ways to what actually happened. Yep. But absolutely. way tighter. Yes, it's, mm-hmm. it's tighter because there's not JJ and Ryan uh, wrestling over the story in it. Yeah. Honestly, we could just grease them up and let them wrestle. It probably would have been more entertaining. (laughs) I would have paid good subscriptions for that. (laughs) There was a couple of things, though, that she correctly... I I wouldn't say that she predicts anything because I swear she had more of a plan and stuff written out and there was no plan for movie two or three while she was writing this. But there's a couple of things that she got right about what eventually happened that really surprised me. One was... She gives him this scar across his face and him refusing to have it treated and then having a big giant scar in the face is something that did actually happen in the movies too. So good call there. Um, there's an adorable tag on this story that says, it's not incest with like all capitals. <laughs> and that's because like people watching The Force Awakens 
when Rhea's like, who's my parents and why am I so good at using the force? Everyone thought it was Luke and Leia. Right. Le- so Luke that, that she would be at least, co- <laughs> at least cousins with Kylo, if not siblings with Kylo. So she's like, no, <laughs> like this is not incest. <laughs> she was correct. It is not incest. So that was good. Is there anything else you guys thought was interesting about this versus what eventually is canon until Disney decides to decanonize it later, hopefully? I liked how much lore was in it. Like yes. each chapter introduced a different type of like fighting style. And I thought that was super interesting to like learn about their fighting skills, but then have it relate to the story that the author was telling. Yes, the form, the form of the story with the forms, I also found very rewarding. Okay, so I want to give each person the chance to talk about if the central relationship in the story works for you. So this is like the OG Raylo. I mean, yeah. Girl, yeah, I mean, you don't have to ask me twice. Just just Adam Driver, Barbie doll with everybody. Man, woman, anyone of consenting age that is a humanoid. Not just human, humanoid, I allow it. It's Star Wars. <laughs> nice. Anybody else? Yeah, it worked for me. Um, Without okay, much enthusiasm, jeez. I mean, yeah, it was fine. It's, it's possible. I've read some stories before. I've tried to read some stories before, and Ray doesn't usually. I don't know what it is about her, but I just don't really care that much. So, like, I get that. I don't really care about her either. Yeah, not, like self-insert fault, instead they, like, of made being her there. that way. Yeah. Right. So, like, the Kylo part always works for me. I I think that the story works better for me than most of them in the pairing, just because I like that sort of forced togetherness like there's only one bed there's only one ship that has air <laughs> on it that they're forced to uh, stay on together so i think that that helped develop it a little bit more for me and i like that ray is kind of funny in this and she kind of like teases him a bit and he's more closed off so i think that for me it's way more believable than a lot of them that i've read in this related mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure this is one that was on your hey, I just had a baby. I'm a little beat, surprisingly. Oh, you know, it takes it <laughs> out of you a little bit. And there's a, you had a list and I had had all my tabs open that of ones I'd been reading. I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to go down that list now. I've gone through so many that just are not going to do it. And this one was one we both, I'd, I'd had the tab open and it was one on your list and that's why I read it. Because uh-huh. we both were like, this one could do it. I think this one this was, one was really relatively good. famous because I was stuck yeah. in the author's Tumblr and... There were top people talking about the five-year anniversary of this coming out. So I'm like, if you have a five-year anniversary of anyone giving a shit about your story, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've been married probably five years, and I don't give a shit about that. But that, <laughs> about the story, that sounds great. I want to celebrate this story. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even tell you actually when I got married, if I'm honest. So who knows how long I've been married. <laughs> so the sex scenes, how do you guys feel about those? Oh, the scene where they're masturbating through the force at the same time rocked my socks. It was so beautiful and so good and so hot. I was like so surprised how like them being in different areas, but still connecting through the force. I've been hunting (laughs) for force preg. I can't find it because I want to know the implications of it. No, like think about it through the force. You're magically connected. You're like 
having forced sex with each other not like jerking it but like go some of them are like full on like we can have sex in like a magical other plane kind of shit wouldn't that be strange if you're like randomly pregnant on the rebel base you know well, like i mean freaking the drama <laughs> would be <laughs> funny poor base jesus poor shmi skywalker got knocked up by the force but you know. I mean, that's not as fun, though. It's just, like, random force, but I want, like, uh, Kylo I don't, force. I don't know <laughs> she may have a hot, old-timey pseudo-Kylo that looked like Paul Newman or something. That... <laughs> <laughs> so, Kylo and Rey are both virgins in this story. I remember some of you Indeed. not being fans of virgins from last season, so let's hear I it. have feelings about this. Okay. So normally it would bother me and it started bothering me a little bit because, okay, hear me out. (laughs) You guys like, hold my beer, bitches. Hold my beer. (laughs) It's like giant space war. Like you're murdering people. You're blowing up entire systems. And like, you haven't had your dick sucked before. Like that seems kind of at odds. It's like a... Are you telling me there was no like officer walking around be like, hey, I know the best way to get to the top. Suck that dick. <laughs> right, right. It just seems weird to have like these very adult people, some of them very murderous war times, and like no one's getting it on. But Ben Solo's raised with the Force and is trained to be a Jedi and all of that, and they're all about not having human connections. So I came around in the end because I think it is believable that they would try not to be connected to other people and have distractions and all of that yeah so i agree with you Kylo becomes like 23 as let's just say he was 23 when he turned evil right if he gets that long being a virgin then by that point when he becomes a sith having sex with someone would be just showing a lot of vulnerability so i could see how yeah maybe he would not it's like he was like in vacation bible school and then he became a baddie (laughs) and i know that vacation bible school is all about unprotected sex and shit i know i'm looking at all you girls (laughs) oh my god not vacation bible school just bible camp vacation bible schools for like little kids abby (laughs) i know i'm so religious obviously but i know i've heard i've met these ladies they were wild and fellas for that matter at any rate though he was like in the nunnery you know and then he's like i guess i'm gonna go bad and then he went into like bad camp where he like you know but it's like and then ray's a little bit younger so like i think it kind of worked this time they like actually plotted away all the like super sharp corners of it for me and i will say that most of the sexual interactions most of the sexual interactions did read as clumsy. They said um, some she it, specifically but... she did a great job of capturing that inexperience from a place of experience. So I think if we had to say, has this author had sex before? We would say yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's talking about them fumbling around and like how like, and like slamming into the wall. Yeah, and like how like, his, really like, hard. his like <laughs> dick slipped out like five times because they're all like just like not sure what they're doing and how someone like an outside observer would just think it was ridiculous. But of course it was. <laughs> It was hot in the moment to them because it was their experience. So I think that was very funny. And I liked that um, at one point she goes down on him, right? And she goes and says to him while she's like kneeling between his legs, like, have you done this before? And his reaction is, are we going to talk through this? Like, he's so pissed. (laughs) He's like, Jesus Christ, what are you asking? But the answer is yes for him. That is a new experience. It's always yes. (laughs) I want you to tell me exactly what you want, how you want it. <laughs> um, I had something. So they they 
fuck around. And I think it is realistic that they do quite a bit of, like, mutual playing around before they actually don't have sex until, like, chapter 9 of this 11-chapter story. It's forever. Um, and it's nice, though. They check each other physically for implants, because apparently the contraceptive implant is a thing. So, like, he runs his hand where he expects to find it and does find it, and she does the same to him. I, you, I imagine only one of you needs to have it, but anyway... Um, that was cool and realistic, but there's this thing which I've noticed before, and it's kind of a famous misconception people have about women's bodies, is that when Kylo and Rey are having sex for the first time, she, like, gets on top of him. This is very scatological, I'm sorry. Um, and then when he's, like, halfway in, she feels this point of pain and resistance that then subsides. That's her, like, hymen, I assume it's supposed to be, and then whatever, but... The hymen is on the outside of the body. It is not halfway up. We don't have a special barrier halfway up. But it's very common that people will write like these virgin scenes with a lady somewhere inside of her having this hymen. That is not how it works. Um, so I just thought I'd put it out there. That's not... <laughs> if anyone's ever uh, wondering if they're normal, when they can't get it in or they feel pain right away, it's because the hymen is on the outside and not halfway up your vajuju. Thanks. That's why you can break it in like a biking accident yeah. or something yeah. without the bike impaling you. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like, I wonder why people don't know that. Yeah. You hear these stories about biking accidents. You think, whoa, God, it was yeah. violent. Because we, have must have <laughs> because we have special insider woman knowledge and we know where hymens are, there's no way Ray's got a hymen left after all that forest training and doing flips and shit like that. Like, also, she was like scooting around on Jakku, riding her like zip zooper or whatever the hell. Yeah, she <laughs> got or whatever. Left. No, nothing's there. Yeah. <laughs> the sand alone. <laughs> the sand. Can she just take care of it on her own? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh... I mean, you've been alone in the desert long enough. You're gonna, you're gonna get bored. You're gonna touch yourself. It's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. She probably has like a lot of mechanical things that she has made from scratch. <laughs> oh my god. Oh lord, that's a whole Where's story. That story? When she first, I'll read that. When she first grips. Kylo's lightsaber as she's just trying to take his clothes off. She's like, she wants to turn it on and hold it and feel the disturbance because, you know, his lightsaber is like, yeah, it's like a vibrator, right? Like, because it sucks. And it's, <laughs> it's double use, Audrey. <laughs> How do you think you managed to say virgin all that time? <laughs> she's like, oh, I really want to turn this on, but that would probably give him the wrong idea that I was going to try to chop his head off, so I guess I'll just continue. Humping, dry humping Kylo Ren instead, which is a, a fair choice for anyone to make. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to give each person a chance to talk about their high points and low points from the story. Does anyone want to go first? Um, I can go first. Oh. Um, my high point was the waterfall scene when he's like about to have sex with her and then he like pulls back and he's like nope we need to do this somewhere else and the author goes she could almost scream she was like so upset and i was like i could almost scream i'm so upset <laughs> <laughs> like give her the dick <laughs> she wants it now he is wearing his helmet though right at that time mm -hmm. yeah no i would want the helmet off i would i mean Except it's fine to have the helmet on for Mando. I was gonna say it's not Mandalorian <laughs> yeah. fan fiction. The helmet needs to come off. <laughs> I think it's because we all want to run our fingers through Adam Driver's oh, hair. Oh, it's so glorious. It's true. Yeah, we're the really hair saying. is really amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> 
as we're and all then, like out of words, we're just laughing because we're like, yeah, Adam Driver. Yeah, Adam Driver. That's so funny about how we all say, you know, he would be a wonderful Snape. And like one of the few physical characteristics we know about Snape is having like thin and greasy hair. And Adam Driver has the most luscious, gorgeous hair I've ever seen in my life. You know he's going out with the dry shampoo in. Like, you know, <laughs> everyone does. I, I have flat, flat hair. And I can look like Snape after like a humid morning. So the dry shampoo, girl, get with it. Oh, okay. So I bet you his hair is probably thick and bodacious, unlike mine. But it's flat-ish. I bet you he dry shampoos the shit out of that. Just give him a day at the gym and just he'll be ready. He'll be ready. Mm. Are you talking about actual mm. at the gym. Snape? Or because yeah, Adam <laughs> Driver does not need hair advice from anybody. He's got a good Adam team. Driver, if you want him greasy, you got to just tell him to put down the shampoo. Okay. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take it. Put down the shampoo, pick up the weights. <laughs> yeah, start sweating for oh, me, baby. The other thing this author correctly <laughs> predicted was Kyle being jacked, surprisingly jacked. <laughs> because, like, when, oh, yeah. when The Rise of Skywalker, or wait, I'm sorry, when The Last Jedi came out, there was this thing about the Kylo Ren challenge, because you see Kylo Ren without a shirt off, and everyone in the in the entire world was like, Oh my god, Adam Driver's jacked. But like that moment happens in this story years before The Last Jedi came out. So another point to this author for predicting that. <laughs> she knows what she wants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you have a low point, Kylie? I do. Um the end was too pretty for me. And they like she like wrapped it up in a bow and I like didn't want that. I like wanted some like deep mysterious ending that I could just fantasize them like screwing on the falcon for the foreseeable future so we're gonna make abby explain this ending to us so we'll see does anyone else want to go with their high points and low points i'll go all right what's up mira um i really enjoyed kind of the balance between the plot and the romance like there are a lot of technicalities there's a lot of detail that goes in describing like the ships the repairs that ray is making to like things uh, the political scene, without getting too bogged down in the details, the world was really rich. And uh, the side characters, too, are really rich. Um, and I think that she uses characters from within the universe, but like maybe from the books and uh, the animated series and stuff. I'm not super familiar with all of them, so I'm not sure. But you get like dark side generals and admirals and people that I'm not normally familiar with and you really get a sense of humanizing the dark side I think more than we typically get that being said my low point I agree with you Kylie about the ending just being like way too pretty way too wrapped up like to the point where like all of the bad guys get like okay endings like nobody gets executed or like Hux who is in case people are not super familiar a shitty little redhead guy. Oh. <laughs> Even Hux doesn't have that bad of a fate in the story. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like uh, war criminals. Like, do, do you... we want to be that happy for them? Like, we could, we should relate to them maybe, but this is maybe a little too pretty. Yeah, I think she just loved everyone too much. Like, she's in love with this world, and she mm-hmm. didn't, she didn't want anyone to suffer. But yeah, and Mira, on your point of all of the side characters being really awesome. There's a lot of awesome, powerful women in this. So like yeah. Captain Phasma comes back. Captain Phasma survived The Force Awakens. Um, if you watch The Last Jedi, she just gets totally written out and it's really shameful. She dies a stupid, yes. embarrassing death. 
Um, but in this, she's awesome. Like those dark side generals who had once served under Darth Vader and now serve under Kylo Ren are like awesome. And like Kylo has like a like a they all hate Hux and they all kind of have like a simpatico with Kylo. So Kylo loves these like <laughs> strong, angry, like dark sided women. It is awesome. I love it. And then there's also um, Ray becomes friends with a Mandalorian chick whose name is not Miata, but what is it? <laughs> Um, Myrta. And apparently this is something from the stories, too, and it's Boba Fett's granddaughter, and she's a badass. She is a badass. Yeah. When they met in the elevator, I thought they were going to fuck for a second, and I was like, yes! (laughs) (laughs) Then I secretly found the triple gold. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and there's also, so they introduce Mandalorians as just a faction of the New Republic in this, Um, and I kind of think it's interesting now that we've all watched The Mandalorian, how she also predicts some of the stuff that happens in The Mandalorian, but then she doesn't have the idea that there's this weird faction that never takes their helmets off. Everybody's taking their helmets off. In this. But there's a hot Mandalorian who's Mandalore, who means, means you're the main Mandalorian, who apparently tried to woo Princess Leia in the past of this story, but failed in favor of Han, who she later divorced, so I argue that was a mistake and she should have married the Mandalore because... We know that at Mandalorian school, they train you <laughs> to munch box, so. <laughs> That's a huge mistake, Princess Leia. You're like, you have a son who's the spawn of Satan when you marry Han Solo, but if you had married the Mandalorian, you'd have zero sons and lots of cunnilingus. The end. <laughs> what a perfect way to just, you know, go out. <laughs> My line dies with me and <laughs> Jimmy, my Mandalorian friend over here. Yeah. <laughs> do, Abby, do you have high points and low points for us? My low point is the end also. Like, I don't, I could have forgiven it more if all the bad guys hadn't also gotten, like, their trip to Disneyland. Like, <laughs> it's a little too much for me. And I do think that it's really a tough jump. It's like we went from... And I'll sum up the end here. Sorry to just elbow this in, but it's like, essentially they go undercover and they kill Snoke. And then it just hops pretty much the epilogue, which is tying everything up all beautifully, which is a really brief ending there. But eh, the ending was just really bad. <laughs> I, I really like murder Luke and the process. Yeah, Ray kills Luke during that fight with Snoke. I think that's heavy shit. Like the almost ending yeah. part, the second to last chapter is pretty pretty cool it's more interesting than what we got and i also think like, my high point is like there's a lot of great things about i think their relationship works and i love them together but like the description of snoke i think is really good so i'm going to read this quote because you see snoke in the force awakens and that's all this author had to work with and it was very cgi like they actually tuned up the cgi and made it look a little bit better later but you see this like not very impressive yet giant snoke right and so she had really nothing to work with. So this was her description of Ray's first experience, like meeting Snoke. Snoke isn't anything like she expected. He isn't gargantuan or the least bit looming like the rumors made him out to be. A mere skeleton in a dark robe. The distinct smell of something rotting in this wet, empty cave he sits in permeates her senses. Something terrible lives here, predating all things. Ray sees it in his face when she ignites the beam of her saber alongside her master's. The creature, because it's not even vaguely humanoid to her senses, starts to laugh when he takes in the sight of the trio standing before him. 
Then he starts to stand, and Ray realizes that despite all appearances to the contrary, they might be outmatched. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's like dark. That's scary. It's weird. We didn't really get that. It's just like, why the fuck do we have the evil guys always just being lazy asses sitting on some stupid throne that they make themselves or whatever? And like, this is a little bit darker than what we Yeah, it's a little got. more like zombie Snook. It's like, goes full kind of undead necromancy feels. Yeah. Adding the like, older than time stuff. Yeah. I liked it. Because they always too. try and make him look a little too fresh, probably. Yeah. So what actually <laughs> happens in this story, which I think it, we've been tempted to not describe because it is kind of similar to what really happens, only less dumb, is that um, <laughs> Kylo and Rey together decide they're going to go kill Snoke. And does, does Luke just show up? Is that just a handy thing? Or is that... I think he just kind of up. tips him off. Yeah. And then, like, Snoke... Um, takes over Rey's body and mind, and she is fighting Kylo and Luke, neither one of which is willing to hurt her. So then she kills Luke, which has got to be some heavy shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of awesome for an ending. Um, but then, yeah, after that, we find out there's this huge wave of darkness that comes when they kill Snoke, and Kylo saves Rey from this wave of darkness, and it's implied that Kylo dies, but then if you read the last chapter... Kyle was just on vacation. He comes back. (laughs) (laughs) I I do think they tied it up a little too nice. Like, I just, I feel like they needed, like, their sexy honeymoon epilogue, not, like, the kids and the farm epilogue. Yes. I didn't mind the kids and everything. Like, I kind of actually liked that description of the children kind of playing and being troublemakers. I thought it was kind of cute and fun. What I didn't like was they imply that they're sort of on the run because... Kylo's uh, ben, like mega evil and killed a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, like he can't show his face in society, but like you better hide better than that. And not to mention, like <laughs> Leia kind of like lives with them on this farm now. I think we're in the same. Poe and Finn. Yeah, Poe oh, yeah, and Finn. That was, they have that their was own commune. <laughs> yes, we're together. But yes. like, like you kill her brother, and her son is like killed her lover, and it's just like. Uh, that's a lot of forgiveness for one little farm. I don't know. <laughs> I do think, I mean, farm. man, you think that the force is strong, the power of grandchildren, it'll bring the most evil, it'll bridge all divides, man. <laughs> grandchildren. <laughs> it should have cut away on, like, one of the twin girls, like, smashing a frog or something and laughing Being about evil, it. yeah. Yeah, so there's there's twin girls, and then she's pregnant with a boy that they will call Luke, um, which is a little dark, I think. I don't know, like, (laughs) Mom, you killed Luke, so you're going to name your kid after Luke? I don't know. Force goes Luke, it's like, fuck you, Ray. In a situation where you're naming a child after someone who's dead in your lifetime is weird to me. Like, if it's your grandma's middle name, I'd let it go, but... I feel like if you were alive when they were alive, it's too close and you to murdered them. the name. And yeah. you murdered them. But like, <laughs> like, it's I weird mean, to me, even without the murder. It's, I find well, that Well, I mean, obviously naming Kylo Ben did not fucking help. Like, they're like, oh, Ben Kenobi, he was a good guy. Like, oh, well, good job, guys. Like, he's turned into the biggest fucker <laughs> in the universe. Like, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure Kenobi's really proud. Sure, he's not, he's not cringing at all of his incel antics everywhere. Like, So I want to give each person a chance to say whether or not they would recommend this story to others. I would. I hunted long and hard for one that was palatable, because I'm going to be honest, some of them weren't. 
and I wanted this pairing, but it's my second choice, I'll be honest, because Lando for life, my Lando people, why aren't you writing things that are more than 10,000 <laughs> words? I need it. Or <laughs> explicit at the same time, I could not find you. Hit me up. But I would definitely recommend it because I wanted like actual sexy times to happen. Like there wasn't a ton of actual penetrative sex, but there was like fuck it around. I didn't want a lot of hand holding. I didn't want another hobbit full of like teasing. I wanted <laughs> explicit, damn it. And I hunted that down. It could have been more explicit, but I would still recommend it. It was a little vanilla, but I would still recommend it. I loved mm -hmm. the lore that was in there. Yeah. I think if you're super into Star Wars, you're going to really appreciate this story. Yeah, I would also really recommend it. I just, they're hot together, man. They're a good pairing. They are hot together. I do want more sex. Where is it? Have y'all found it? Because I haven't. Like, I'm looking. Did you guys imagine the actress that played Ray when you were reading this? or did you I tried really hard else? not to. <laughs> I, I think I did. I did. I do. You guys are Ray haters. I like Ray. I just I, fine. Just, I, I was just blind. asking. <laughs> no, because I like definitely imagine Adam Driver, but I also secretly was like, I'm Ray. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's me in all stories, basically. <laughs> well, that's a good. That is Ray's superpower: is to be bland enough you can just overwrite her with your mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Though she is more interesting in the story than in the the films. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, she figures out Luke's plan, doesn't like it, fucking nopes out of there, and takes things into her own hands to kill Snoke. It's pretty great. I would have loved to see their, see her in that um, First Order uniform. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She looked great. She wears, she wears the First Order <laughs> uniform, and one of the badass Imperial ladies that we're talking about was just like, is that a woman with Kylo? <laughs> it's just like, I guess it is. We probably shouldn't say anything. Okay, let's shut up now. Well, they actually recognize who she is, and they're just like, nope, not getting involved in this one. <laughs> I also like that it's mentioned several times that he like fantasizes her about her in like dark order outfit or whatever. With jewels mm. that he's given the her. The yeah, no, queen. yeah, she's, she's naked, except that she wears giant jewels that he gives her, which is great. And then she has her hair down. <laughs> that's his thing. So I think mm -hmm. that's a perfectly good fantasy to have. That's nice. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> Was it, did he is wearing everything, though, including his helmet and his own fantasies, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's I'm a sorry, little... I laugh because it's just like... what a weirdo. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> that, checks out with some... that, that checks out with some people I've dated. Not the helmet. <laughs> I was like, Mira, I was like, tell. Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah Mira, did you date a Nevernoon? <laughs> Someone who made heavy use of the little flap on their underwear. <laughs> what? What is this? A little flat a little pouch, a little escape hatch. Yeah, no, that was the term you used. I said someone who made heavy use out of the flap on their underwear. That's all I said. They're a never nude. Yeah. Oh, never nude. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, never no. mind. Never mind. <laughs> so, was that a recommend from everybody? Would everyone recommend? Oh, yes. Mira. Yes. I would also recommend it. I think for me, it took me a little while to warm up to it. I think the first chapter or two was a there's a bit of rehash and I get kind of impatient for the original story stuff to kick in. But other than that, and especially if you especially if you're into the pairing, I would say hell yeah. Yeah. It just really chaps my ass that all of these fan fiction authors don't get paid and the people who did get paid didn't care about it as much or put as That's much why it's good, though. into it. Are you overworked and swollen or chapped? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
sadly, I'm just chapped. <laughs> cool. So uh, next story, I think, Mira, your first Star Wars story. Do you got something for us? Yes, and I blame you entirely because I am just completely Mandalorian obsessed. Yes! Okay. I'm really excited about I want to read. So the next one that we are going to do is called Working Girl by Fistful of Dollars. Uh, the summary is this. An orphaned prostitute on a planet far from home has given up hoping for a better life until one of her clients makes a very unusual request of her. Um, that's all you get. There are some more serious trigger warnings than I think anything that we have done so far. So there is forced prostitution in this. There are descriptions oh no, of Pedro. sexual violence. Um Descriptions of disassociating and panic and anxiety, mentions of past violence, and I think Baby Yoda is in the room for some of the sex, but he's in his little pod. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, the, the, so you don't have to really worry the about that. The shop is closed, right? Yes, okay, it's closed. Okay, don't worry about that. That's fine. Some, it's uh, soundproof. <laughs> Tell yourself so that. There's lack of consent in general. It's also a reader um, insert fic. Um, so we get to be the used up prostitute in the story. Exactly. <laughs> I was hoping uh, it was the Mandalorian. I was like, Mandalorian became a hoe. Oh, I would read that. Oh my god. Mandalorian no, we are the Maya. prostitute. Oh, I was hoping that like we were the madam. <laughs> <laughs> and we had okay, our well, little stable to... full of Mandalorians. <laughs> you need to write this, please. <laughs> I would also, be we probably madam. shouldn't delight so much at forest prostitution, but we'll talk about that next time. I know. Well, it's just funny because Mandalorians. But I realize there's something, in all seriousness, we should cover, is that Mira has returned to us. Yes. Oh, yeah. So and we're just like, welcome back. We didn't even say, hey, welcome back. From the point of view of listeners of the show, she took one week off to have a baby. <laughs> Gangster. Nice. My uterus. <laughs>